Radio Chili Effect is sponsored by WallStreetWindow.com and listeners like you. And now, and now the, most, the most underrated voice in all, in all media, Chuck O'Shelly. Oh, and here we go. July 28, 2023, allegedly, according to that thing we call a calendar, says me. And, of course, you're hearing me say this because you're hearing this live or via your final side of choice, your applicable application, your podcatcher du jour, as of the way you pick up most things through podcast and later on down the stream. Anyways, if you are hearing us just a little bit after 8 p.m. Eastern on what we used to call uh, the East Coast of America, it is almost 10 minutes after 8 p.m. in the east uh guess what you're hearing us live and you can join in because it is the open mic friday night 319-527-5016 that is the number to call 319-527-5016 you can do that or you can message me on skype if you like charles.ocelli no i am not taking zoom calls charles.ocelli on skype though if you send me a message and you ask me to i will call you into the show otherwise 319-527-5016 join us via phone i am the only one with the switchboard so nobody else will get your number or any of that stuff don't worry about it don't try blocking and doing 80 different things because you don't need to i'm not going to share your number with anybody or call you unless you ask me to at another time don't worry about it 319-527-5016 you can be paranoid but i'm not the guy to be paranoid with Okay. Uh, my co-host is with me, B. Pete. He's here, and we've already got a Skype caller who joined us at the very top of the show. That is uh, the, the I don't know, infamous or semi-infamous. Came up in a conversation this week with somebody else, by the way. Captain Trips. Where has Captain Trips been? Uh, Captain Trips is with us tonight, so that's, where's he been? Maybe we'll find out shortly. Uh, anyways. It is what it is, Friday night. B. Pete, before we roll into the glitches in the Matrix, the senior moments, <laughs> not just Joe Biden this week, okay? Uh, although he's got his. I, I saw a website, and I'm trying to find the link now. Um, they actually have a dedicated website out there. It's called Joe Biden's Senior Moment of the Week. And it's a website devoted to just that. But uh, look around Congress. Watch the hearings for a minute. Maybe you watch Mitch McConnell lock up. You know, people used to talk to me about the MK Ultra effects on people, right? Look, you're MK Ultra on TV, blah, blah, blah. Look at Al Roker freeze up. And that is a creepy, creepy clip. If you've ever seen Al Roker freeze up on live TV, it is weird. It, 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 is everybody having these little mini strokes everywhere? Is that a new thing? Is that an old thing? Is that MK Ultra? Is that. Jesus, you're just as old as Jesus. Is that what what's going on here? You're in the same yearbook as Christ? I mean, are you old enough to remember when there wasn't wires for wireless stuff before we found wireless stuff interesting? Are you so old that you still call it a horseless carriage? Maybe your ass shouldn't be in Congress. I don't know. Anyway, that, naked news, and other stuff, depending on what you guys decide to bring to the table, because we will kick things around the table here on a Friday night. BP, first let me go to you before we get to Captain Trips and ask you, uh, how you doing, man? Uh, doing good. Another busy week at work and uh, was able to finagle a day off tomorrow. So once we get done with this show, I think I'm going to go gallivanting somewhere and do something uh, just to burn one for a while. But other than that, doing good. Weather's been great. It's hot. It No people, it's not, you know, the hottest it's ever been in 120 million years. 
the 1930s was hotter than it is now, so just chill. But other than that, it's been a wonderful week, and I'm glad to be back. Well, hotter than it's been in almost 100 years. It's damn hot. I know that. Hey, by the way, uh, this week, just a side personal note. Uh, I'm not going to get into my medical situation, although it is starting to improve finally. But, um, you know, uh, Mrs. O and I were talking about if we should move soon. Uh, and we were discussing, you came up in this conversation. I'm going to get to Captain Trips in a minute and talk about a conversation he came up in that had nothing to do with Mrs. O earlier this week. I found it funny, though. Um, anyways, yeah, you came up in conversation because we were talking about moving. And, you know, I've got uh, adult kids in the same state as you. So it was like, well, you know, if I get in the right place in that state, I might be in proximity to one or both of my kids and be Pete. And uh, maybe I would actually uh, interact with some people face to face, which I almost never do here in Georgia anymore. Um because I, I, that would be cool. Come on, come on back to NC. Uh, I just might do it. Um, because uh, you know it's just not enjoyable here. And I, if I can find something affordable, uh, you know, we looked at Florida, uh, which is funny because of course Captain Trips came up in that discussion, but that was last year. But this year we were talking about North Carolina and maybe after Dallas, if. Uh, <laughs> if all goes well, we get back in one piece and we don't wind up in jail, et cetera. Um, yeah, I mean, I might think about moving close to your neck of the woods. So maybe you and I could actually go out and shoot some pool or something. I got somebody to have a – I haven't had a beer with, like, a, a friend in a rather long time. Um, haven't gone out and just hung out in a rather long time. Plus, I, I would like to figure out a way, if we could, do this show in person. Uh, set up a couple of microphones in the same house would be fun. <laughs> so uh, maybe we could get some in-studio guests, drag people in that uh, of interest that we run into, stuff like that. Could change the dynamic of the Friday night show. What do you think? Yeah, I could, and I, you know, North Carolina is home to some of a unique collection of people. Um, I, no matter the topic, you'll find somebody here involved in it. Mm. I don't care if it's criminal or comical, you'll find both. Right. I was looking at some interesting uh, uh, stories out of North Carolina this week, although we do have naked news out of San Francisco, of all places, uh, which is really funny because everybody wants to go to San Francisco as the shoplifting capital of the world. Once again, now you have uh, CNN, believe it or not, going and doing a special report on them uh, locking up the freezer cases at that uh, infamous, I think it's a Walgreens or a CVS, whichever one is the infamous joint where the guy went out with the uh, uh, plastic bag loaded with stuff off the shelves. And he did go to jail. Everybody on the Internet says he didn't, but he actually did. Uh, and they, they have a rash of shoplifting, a constant flow of shoplifting in that one particular store all the time. And the people that work there don't want to engage with the customers who are shoplifting. The people that are coming in and running out with stuff they're like screw it how much are you going to pay me to uh try and confront a guy trying to steal coffee and laundry detergent here at three in the afternoon uh how much are you going to pay me for that <laughs> oh, uh, yeah you know. i've read um several stories here lately where most of the big most of the big retail anchor stores that were in downtown san francisco have now closed and moved rei was one of the latest and they had a store there for years and now what's um, funny what's funny about it is statistically simultaneously going along with that you would think oh it must be because there's a huge rise in homelessness actually in san francisco homelessness is on the down 
side, it's sliding down. It's actually sliding down the scale a bit. It's not like L.A. where it's getting worse and worse. Uh, there are other parts of California. It's way worse. There's apparently, you know, uh, in, in Georgia, I got to tell you, the, the food banks are almost empty all the time. Um, a friend of mine recently found one, went to it, and they, they make it harder and harder for you to find them. Went to it recently, came out with a bag of beans, a bag of rice, and two cans of uh, not-so-popular vegetables, and that was their food bank for their whole household of, like, four people. Uh, and I went, wow, they're really low on supplies here. Apparently, in San Francisco, there's plenty of stuff in the food bank. Uh, local businesses, and, and still they're stealing food. It's a weird thing going on there. I don't know what's happening. Uh, they are calling the cops, and then the cops show up and go, what do you want us to do? Uh, it's just, it's a weird thing happening where it's just, again, you know, the, the minimum wage or lowest wage worker not going to uh, stand and physically confront somebody who is desperately stealing stuff straight out of the stores. And then they tried putting padlocks on all the freezer cases and refrigerator cases. And uh, then they got outcries from uh, people and corporate called them up and said, that's not a good look. You got to take those away. But, I mean, it's a weird dynamic happening there. And CNN, usually I would figure Fox would go there and, and you know, show that because they want to make sure the liberal city looks as bad as possible. Possible. But this was CNN going there, and I'm even told that NBC, a couple of NBC affiliates, went there to marvel at the uh, incredible, like, if you just show up, stand there for 20 minutes, you'll see three, four, five people shoplift right out of that joint, um, guaranteed, which is crazy to me. Um, but but anyway, I, I don't know how you get away with that. Usually they get somebody in there eventually who's uh, willing to, uh, you know, clock in the head for, for a candy bar because, you know, that, that that's usually what you go get an immigrant worker, somebody who's desperate to hang on to their job, and you tell them if somebody steals, we'll take it out of your pay. And uh, you'll all of a sudden get a store defender. I mean, that's the way they, they used to do it on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, but liability now is so great <laughs> that, um, you know, if something happens to somebody breaking in a store or somebody shoplifting and they get confronted and something happens to either the person that's stealing or the employee, then the lawsuits start fly, flying and liability is insurance companies are telling these businesses, tell your employees, don't confront these people, don't get, don't engage. Well, in, we're not paying the bill. In Georgia, when Mrs. O had a job at a Dollar General a couple of years ago, uh, one of uh, the people that she worked with confronted a shoplifter and got really rude. And uh, the uh, the lady pulled out a straight razor and opened up his face to the tune of about forty stitches. Um, and uh, guess what? Nobody got nobody could sue. Nobody did anything. The cops filed a report, and they never even caught the chick. Uh, I mean, two 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 three years later, now we're looking at. And oh well, um, I'm just telling you. You know, depends on where you are. Anyway, it is because yeah. I'll tell you on our job site last weekend on a Saturday, just before one o'clock, at one of the major exits right before you get to Fayetteville, there's a BP gas station, mm -hmm. truck stop, and a DQ, right? Ne you know, connected. Okay, yeah, and that's where most of us would get lunch during the day and we were there i was at the other end of the job the cops get called or highway patrolman gets called to a disturbance before they can even get there eight people have been shot at three of them have been no four of them hit one of them dead in a matter of seconds and they take off well highway patrol gets up and says well you know we usually we investigate accidents 
-hmm. This wasn't an accident, you know. So they get the sheriff and everybody else up there, and we went and asked the bosses, hey, if we're working at Fix at 58, do we start getting hazardous duty pay? Because it's been something like that every week going on now, just random shootings. Right. It's nuts. Weird things are happening, and you don't even have to be. Well, we're going to return to San Francisco in a minute. By the way, maybe before we're all done, I'll get into this uh, new trend that they're just finally uh, awakening to in the media business, that uh, perhaps there is an effect on corporate dollars in podcasting that causes some unfair advantages. Duh. They just figured this out. Apparently, a bunch of a bunch of these industry publications are like, we realized that in the past couple of years that there's something to do with you know if you have a lot of money to uh, advertise and uh, get yourself good positioning that that might change uh, your uh, fortunes when it comes to. I mean, Joe Rogan is even at this point doing an ad for one of those like uh, go get your uh, uh, free health care uh, uh, your spending cards and whatnot. I mean, Rogan is everywhere. And it's because somebody bought his position to begin with. I don't even think the Rogan experience is all that good. I know some of you guys listen to him, but I I can't get into it. I don't think he's that funny. I mean, he's got, you know, banner headline guests. But other than that, screw Joe Rogan. I, I, I don't get it. It's like, you know, a lame, I'd rather listen to a lame Howard Stern than, than Joe Rogan when he's on point. Anyways, the, enough of my opinion, enough of B. Pete's opinion, and we'll get back to B. Pete's opinion later. Uh, but enough out of my mouth, because I want to hear from Captain Trips, who is uh, speaking to us from work, but uh, he, he should be able to squeeze in some comments, some questions, and things along the way. And he joins us via Skype. So, Captain Trips, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm just doing fine, gentlemen. Um, how about yourselves? And I gotta, I gotta weigh in. You know, I think y'all both need to consider moving further south. Um, I'm, 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 I'm hoping we're just gonna. I'm, I'm hoping, and I've been saying this. I still think we're gonna be the first state to flip the bird and say, you know what, y'all, we're out, we're done. Um, so just, just a thought, just a thought. I mean, I, I did live in North Carolina while myself, lovely state. Mm-hmm. No, I've but, lived in uh, North. Uh, yeah, I've lived in North Carolina before, and I know you have a lot of faith in uh, Ron DeSantis, who is uh, the closest competitor to Trump in the presidential race, allegedly at this point. I think he's got like sixteen percent. You know, something like uh, RFK Jr.'s number on the Democratic side is pretty much what DeSantis has been able to build uh, on the GOP side thus far. I don't think he's going to um, dislodge Trump from unless Trump gets a prison sentence, and even then, are you? Allowed to run for president from prison? Uh, maybe you are. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, you are. W.E.B. Du Bois mounted a, and I think he ended up getting like eight percent of the popular vote. Um, there you go. He was uh, he was in jail when he ran for president. Yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, but I've seen things flip in recent years where people yeah. say, you know, like the idea that somebody could pardon themselves. I didn't think that was a real thing, and then I had somebody break it down for me, and I went, well, technically speaking, I guess you could. Well, uh, John Sununu yeah. came out. What today and said that he didn't think uh, Biden or Trump would be either party's nominee. Well, it's going to knock them both out. I'll tell you what, if that happens, then somebody better watch that man very carefully because that is highly unlikely. I mean, unless both of them magically drop dead, and even then I would find that highly suspect. But uh, they are both old, and that's another topic we're going to wind up covering. Anyways, no, look, North Carolina, I know you have this idea about Florida, but do I want to go where it's hotter? Uh, B. Pete has a nice job where he lives, you know, and uh, my kids are there. I don't know if I'd survive in Florida. 
to, you know, I, a lot of people take me to be a liberal for some stupid reason. Uh, and I'm not sure if I do so well in Florida. <laughs> um, no, with, you, know, you, know, you know what, though? It's it, let me I'm going to going to I'm going to go back to a first comment. You know, my thing with DeSantis, mm-hmm. he's definitely establishment. No question about it. Um, but I, I will hand him. I will hand it to him. Um, like him or not, he, as as an establishment governor of the state of Florida, he's probably done the best of any governor. Um, as far as I mean, just as far as, uh, and of course, you know, this is with me. A lot of it has been centered around the whole, whole COVID response. He scares me to death on foreign policy, and mm. I will not. Uh, I, I won't. I won't lie about that at all. That is my big, big hang up with him. See, and when um, is it, when is he due for reselection? By the way, DeSantis. I, I nobody talks about that, and I have not kept track. When is he due? When is he up for election again? Oh, he just won. He won in. Yeah, he, uh, just, he, he won in November. He uh, largest largest margin in Florida history. Okay. Um, he just trounced Charlie Crist. Okay. Um, former. That was and, a former uh, governor there, right? Charlie Crist was a governor before. Governor. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I didn't know much about the guy, but you know, while the election, you know, during the election season, you know, people that have been here, you know, longer than I have, were telling me they they kind of laughed at the the concept that they threw him up against DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Nobody liked him in Florida to begin with. <laughs> well, he what might have been a. Well, you know what happens sometimes is they throw a sacrificial lamb in there. Oh, you really want our nomination? Fine, yeah. you can have it this time during a time when it's impossible to win. Uh, and you I know? think that's yeah. <laughs> and they might have done I mean, that. DeSantis yeah. flipped uh, flipped counties that hadn't voted for a Republican in fifty years. Well, um, given the Miami Dade. He, Okay, well, let me let me ask you a serious question then. G- given the very fickle nature of the American voter, and assuming that you know a legitimate count might be had in Florida, uh, a few assumptions on my part, I know, but let's just say that happens, and I I'm not holding my breath to see it come to fruition. But let's just say that happens, and somehow the pendulum swings the other way, and they stick a straight up democrat in there uh, because they're pissed off at some other key issue in. Florida. Florida by the time because what they have like two year terms in Florida is it like Jersey or they have longer terms no it's four it's, it's four. four okay well yeah. if in four years uh, somehow the pendulum really swings or DeSantis is otherwise called away to be a, let's say a cabinet secretary because I'm feeling like Trump is the victor already in 2024 um, and somehow somebody gives him the good idea of hey you know what you want to neutralize that enemy right there put him in the cabinet he'll take it uh and he'll take it you know with a bunch of brash statements and blah 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 and you'll show your independence and blah, blah, and all this right um let's just say somebody convinces trump to place him in the cabinet and desantis accepts and now you have a you know lieutenant governor who rises up um and then a democrat defeats him are you gonna still be looking at florida as a great state if they start switching policies and you know what I, I mean? you know what I would be, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you on this. Um, it would shock me to my, for multiple reasons. The main reason is if you look at the inbound migration to Florida in the last couple of years, it has not been anyone there. There are so few statewide offices that are held by Democrats mm-hmm. um, that even like the mayor, the, the woman that won the mayor of Jacksonville, 
shockingly, and I, we, I'm kind of surprised at this one myself. She, she's a Democrat, and she has had to come out publicly against most of the policies of the National Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. I don't think with the current population makeup in this state that, that, that it would go. I, I just don't think it would happen. I, I think if they, the only way they're going to get a Democrat in there is they're going to have to get a kind of, uh, you know, old school traditional uh, conservative, socially conservative Democrat. Um, I, at least with the way the state is set up currently, um, I mean, DeSantis, you know, right now he, he kind of holds that he could, you know, go out in the, you know, Main Street, Tallahassee and, and eat a live baby. He would still get a ton of support. Yeah, he, so he's the kind I, I of guy who might, happening. yeah, he's the kind of guy who might be able to get caught with a dead female hooker anyway and still be yeah. okay, uh, at this yes. point in Florida, uh, it seems like. So, uh, not saying he'd get the same treatment if it was a dead boy, but a dead girl, I think he could get away with. Um, just saying. Yeah. I mean, right. mainly because, you know, when you look at, you know, you look at the rest of the country, you know, apoplectic over some of the policies and whatnot that have gone through in Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no complaints about about it. I mean, maybe in maybe in the Orlando area and, and you know Tampa area, but the rest of the state is so solidly conservative. Conservative, and it's kind of an odd. It's, it's a real conservative libertarian um, feel that you get here. Um, even the people that you know still identify as Democrats are not. They, they don't seem to be with the National Party. So. Um, so I would, I would really, I would really be shocked if, if that happened. Um, honestly, I think, I think DeSantis is going to end up pulling out and finishing his term as governor. Um, and that's just my, my take. I think he's going to kind of, I think he's going to, going to stay in and find out what's going to happen with Trump. Um, but I tell you what, the poll that really blew my mind is, did you see that poll that came out? Um, it was a favorability poll. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the RFK Jr. favorability was the, the gap, the, 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 the margin between the favorable and the unfavorable was, you know, it blew me away. Wild, um, so, a know, wild set of polls actually, uh, Captain, a wild set yeah. of polls here where frankly people are going, okay, if we get Trump versus Biden again, do you like either one of them? And the majority of everybody polled, and I don't mean like 60% or 55%, I mean like 90% of the people polled went, we don't like either one of them. Uh, you know, quite frankly, and this was among independent voters and swing voters. This is what they were aiming for supposedly. Uh, which I, I, I don't always buy the methodology by which they try and harvest those because sometimes they ask these people and they just take their word for it, uh, where it's like, are you an independent voter? And a lot of people think they're independent thinkers or independent voters, and they are not. <laughs> um, so by their own definition, okay, are you an independent voter? Yeah, yeah, of course I am. All right. Um, but the thing about it is it's like when it comes to likability, Forty percent, like on both sides of the aisle, depending on which poll you're looking at, forty percent said we kind of like RFK, uh, but eighty percent hate Trump and Biden, despite whether they would vote for one or the other. Um, 
And, you know, everybody else's favorability stuff was all over the place, except this very strong showing. I think uh, DeSantis in his best showing in that likability poll out there, the popularity contest, uh, DeSantis uh, scores only about, like, you know, 20%. And on the GOP side, Tim Scott is a much more likable guy than anybody else the GOP is putting out, according to these allegedly independent voters. But it was fascinating to see that really the only person with likability in the mix at this time is RFK Jr. Um, um, side yeah. note, sure. um, an article today is out that RFK Jr. was uh, complaining because the Biden administration, Secret Service, decided not to give him protection that uh, presidential candidates are awarded mm. during their campaign. So he's yes. been waiting 88 days since he announced, and they turned yeah, it down. So that. it's not necessary at this time. Well, right, yeah, it, yeah. which I found I found very very suspicious. See now, <laughs> because apparently very Obama, I find it Obama, mildly when suspicious. Obama was running, he got he got the early Secret Service protection. When he was still in the primaries against uh, uh, you know, the Wicked Witch of wherever she's from, um, he got early Secret Service protection. But yet, the man whose father, uncle, were both assassinated, yeah. and you know, his other uncle was was set up and <laughs> set up so he could never do anything more than be a senator. He's not getting protection. Mm. I, you know what? I don't. I wonder. Well, With I, his popularity see, the way that it is. Okay, I wonder what about would it. That do. Yeah, I wonder about it. It's weird, uh, a little bit, but it, it's only mildly suspicious to me, and I'll tell you why. Because I've seen them take a variety of different actions where, you know, somebody gets Secret Service protection right away the second they even hint they're running. I've seen that happen. I've seen other people wait a bit, but you would think that given the special circumstances, given the idea that somebody might try to make themselves famous uh, just taking a shot at him, like forget his politics, right? Forget anything else except that he's uh, an eligible headline name. And if somebody did, you know, make a move on him, they are guaranteed press, okay? They're guaranteed to become a person of interest internationally if they do that. You would think that just the uh, the star effort quality here would be enough to say, you know what, to be on the safe side, we should probably give this guy some added protection, right? That's what you would think. And yet, eh, here we are. I, I'm not certain how to feel about that. But again, if I were a Secret Service guy, I, at this point, would definitely put it through now that people have been made aware. Because do you want to be, again, part of the Secret Service that doesn't quite do the full job and somehow a Kennedy body ends up turning up and maybe you could have prevented it? Do you want to be in that position? Okay, um, is it possible to get at anybody at any time? I know all those arguments. I'm not going to bother with that right now, but I am going to say that if I was a Secret Service guy and I had the wherewithal to make those kind of decisions, I would prioritize protecting RFK Jr., not because I personally like him, but because I would not want that blowback that will indefinitely, uh, will, will in, 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 inescapably come back to if this guy, if somebody makes a legitimate shot and doesn't succeed or succeeds, either way, the immediate criticism could be offered now. Well, why didn't the Secret Service get in on this and protect him? 
right? Uh, anyway, I, it, yeah, I, yeah, and, and I, I agree with you from from a pure logic perspective. Mm-hmm. But let's go back. To, let's go back to 2020 and the fiery, you know, the mostly peaceful but fiery protests. I and and I'm not going to make this about a party thing because I, I don't think this. I don't think the you know the actual controllers are really married to either of the, the major political parties. Oh, by but the I way, the this week, really quick, really quick, this week, huh? side note yep. about somebody connected to a president, just just throwing it in there. You know, uh, Obama's chef recently drowned under strange circumstances uh, just off Martha's in a, Vineyard. In a pond. In, yes, a, pond. in a pond. In a pond where he was paddleboarding. Yeah, I found that very interesting myself. Yeah, I um, mean, you know, look, I'm not saying immediately there's, but I am saying what the hell. Uh, mm-hmm. Something odd there. Anyway, sorry. Please continue. So, and also note that we have added Nature Boy to the Skype, and we may have another Skype caller. And we do have people on the phone. So I'm just making everybody aware we got people yeah. joining. But there's plenty of room still, 319-527-5016. You can get in on the phone line. I'll be introducing Nature Boy into the conversation momentarily and possibly another Skyper, then the phone calls. Uh, but you can get in either Contact me, Charles.Ocelli, on Skype. Ask me to call you into the show. You have to actually ask me to, and I will call you. Or you can take the initiative and get in on uh, the show, the discussion, any which way you want, 319-527-5016 from any phone. So go ahead, Captain Trips. I'll let you finish up, and then we'll bring in Nature Boy, and uh, I'm going to need some guidance from my co-host after that. Okay. So quick thing, when you ask him to bring you in, make sure you ask very nicely. A pretty please would work well. Anyway, I don't I'll need make all this that. Point That's quick. okay. Just just, just be clear that you want to be added to the show. Because, no, you know why I bring that up? Because somebody uh, earlier uh, this week, uh, no, last week, uh, said that they had called in and uh, this and that. And I don't even remember when they did it. But they said, I'm not going to try bothering on Skype because I've asked you to before and you won't bring me in. And I went and rolled back and looked and I'm like, that wasn't a very clear request. So I'm just saying make a clear request. It doesn't even have to be polite. I mean, you want a name call, that's fine. But, uh, you know, why? Why do that? Just be very clear. I want to be added to the show, Chuck. Thank you. That's fine. Uh, enough. Anyway, Captain Trips, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so just just quickly, um, with the, I, I really, I think, I think the country is a tinderbox right now, more so than it was in 2020. Um, and what what what's if you go back to 2020 and the, like I said, the 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 George Floyd protests and, and riots. Um, Whoever was whoever was really pulling the strings wanted that to happen. They wanted the chaos. They wanted the mass confusion. They they wanted the spectacle. I think that if someone takes out RFK it, it, right now, I really think it could be a spark that would really get things going is, is, is in a uh, let, let's say chaotic way. Because mm. I think you have a, he has enough support on all all sides of the spectrum, and I think. The majority of the country knows the the JFK and the RFK, you know, official stories are bunk. Mm-hmm. Um, he's this guy's very popular, whether you agree with him or not on everything. He he seems to be of the utmost integrity. He he's I mean he's he's brilliant. He knows what he's talking about. He knows the subject areas he's he's talking about, and they're having a hard time shutting him up. I think that if he's taken out, it's going to be from the top, and it's exactly what they want. And I will, uh, I'll yield my time. 
Okay, fair enough. So we do have Nature Boy on the line, and just uh, to tail on to what you were saying, and then I'll turn it over to Nature Boy, and he can go in any direction he wants. We also, just since we have Nature Boy joining us, uh, we have a couple of naked news pieces maybe uh, coming up. One was sent to me by multiple people, including our friend Ed out west, and uh, Chris Graves passed me exactly the same story uh, earlier today, so we're going to have to get to that one. But uh, there may be others in the hopper, who knows? because uh, Nature Boy has a technique he revealed to us last week where he also adds the word meth into his searches uh, to come up with a likely criminal situation that involves nudity because, well, meth just kind of does that. Anyway... Um, so yeah, you can join in everybody. And one more comment, just replying to the chat room real, real fast. Uh, wouldn't trust the secret service anyway. Yeah, I know. Uh, I wouldn't either, but still let's take as much protection as we can get. If I'm RFK or if I'm the secret service, I don't see any loss in using a couple of guys to try and protect him. Uh, and you know, it doesn't even have to be a successful attempt where he gets taken out. If somebody makes a failed attempt and there's no Secret Service protection, if somebody makes a failed attempt, uh, they'll, they'll automatically be instant celebrity and so on and so forth. What was the agenda? What was the reason? Uh, conspiracy culture will go wild. Who was he actually connected to? In which case we'll, we'll then find out, you know, he was the cousin of God knows who. And, uh, maybe it'll be some old man that claiming to actually be, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald or Sirhan Sirhan's illegitimate son. We could go inquirer on this. Who knows? But anyway, enough of that. Nature Boy, how you doing? Uh, I'm going to let BP handle the uh, next set of people that come on. We have Vance in the bullpen on the phone. Uh, we have a possible other Skyper about to join, but first, Nature Boy, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Uh, well, I'm trying to keep my energy level up. Um, doing okay so far tonight. Uh, if I wasn't being constantly inundated with nonsense, uh, on the, uh, backside of a lot of, um, technical stuff, I, I'd be, I'd be great, I think. Well, that, and if I also wasn't broke, uh, those two things are interesting because the power bill, I'm getting killed right now. I don't know what happened, but suddenly my power bill is doubled and, uh, it's eating up a lot of resources. Uh, I'm going to get into the swag promotion later. But anyway, you asked, so I answered. How are you, though, Nature Boy? Well, uh, it's funny you mentioned about power bills. Um, yeah, mine, I moved it recently. And this is the first summer I've been in the house. And, uh, yeah, I got my last couple power bills, and they were the highest I've ever paid. They were, like, astronomically high, for especially the size of this house. Mm-hmm. But... I had some potentially good news. Excellent. My last week, right, I get a text from my landlord, and it says, hey, Dave, the annual air conditioner service, the guy's going to be there tomorrow. Can you make sure that you're home? No problem. This was at work about 10 o'clock in the morning. I get home that afternoon, walk in my house, and it's 82 degrees, and I keep the A.C. at 80 degrees. And it still puts me in the poor house. So, um, I was like, what's going on? What what, what comes to find out that day, my air conditioner went out. Mm. So, so 
next guy, day, the guy shows up, fixes AC. It was a capacitor. It wasn't a big thing. Okay. Quick, easy fix. And then he's like, huh. Well, and then he gets curious and goes through the whole house up in the attic where it was literally 130 degrees. He was crawling around up there. Comes back down, says, your AC is fixed, but you got issues. My landlord was outside. Long and the short of it is I might get a whole new ducting system and a full insulation job in this house. And the tech said, when that's done, you could make it as comfortable as you want. My reply to him was, well, only thing I'm curious that we want is I, I don't want to sweat and I don't want to go in the poorhouse. And he smiling says, not a problem. So possible good news in Nature Boy, but what you said about your to get you back with yeah, the energy bills are crazy. Well crazy. the nice the nice news for you, although you know, we, we, we are not necessarily fans of the uh, liberal police states in most states, the nice news for you with putting in new air conditioning is that you're guaranteed they gotta put energy efficient stuff in there. There's no way your landlord is going to even risk probably taking the chance at putting in some crap that doesn't do a good job energy wise, right? So uh because the the I don't even know the level of fines and crap they gotta go through if they do that or if they try to put an old system in or something like that. So you're likely to get a brand new, super energy efficient thing. The only bad backside of that, the uh the you know the, they always bite you in the ass one way or another uh, problem you might endure is, uh, guess what? Whenever your lease is up, uh, you know, they might come around and say, you know, we need to uh, increase your rent a bit because it's going to be a chunk of change to redo all that. And they're going to factor that into what the costs are on upkeep. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I got new stuff put into my place I rent. Well, when you do that. A lot of times what happens, if you're not paying for it right away, you'll pay for it later. So I hope that doesn't happen to you, and at least you can enjoy however much of a lease you got left. Uh, comfort there, because they're guaranteed to put in something decent at least. Uh, well, well the, good, the good thing is I don't need a new air conditioning system. The compressor and all that's relatively new. Okay. What it is is the ducting system, but it's going to be... I estimate at least seven grand. If they do what they're going to want to do, mm-hmm. because the ducting is crazy expensive. I had it in my last house that, um, that I, when I sold it, because at the last minute, you know, oh, oh, you're, you you have rat damage in your in your ducting. Well, how much is it going to cost? Uh, that's going to be sixty five hundred minus taxes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Hopefully not. If he does, well, case sarah, sarah, everything's going up, and that just means I got to cut back somewhere else. Well, you know what? The, again, if if and and I know BP might begrudgingly uh, mention this, but let's let's be let's be flat here in the South, my friend. If you was in the South, I guarantee you, seven grand would uh, would cover three or four houses worth of uh, uh, duct work. Because that's how they would get it done here. I'm not saying that they would get it done exactly the same way, but right. I promise you, I've watched these landlords operate, and a bill like that is the kind of thing where they've done, you know, three or four rental properties off of that seven grand. Uh, so, you know, again, what what is cheap in California anyway? I don't think anything. Uh, how much is a pack of cigarettes nothing right now? Nothing in this crazy-ass state. If it wasn't so beautiful and so centrally located, I mean, as far as ecologically goes 
It's beautiful. I live in the center where two hours I can be up in Lake Tahoe, another two hours I can be at the Pacific Ocean. Well, a lot of us Uh, are smokers. Look, a lot of us are smokers. I know some people are smart enough to roll their own and all that, but how much is a pack of cigarettes in California just as a barometer here? I could I couldn't even tell you. Even when I used to smoke, I didn't buy. I stopped buying pre rolls in a little, little about two thousand one. Oh, okay. Started rolling my own, so I have no clue. I, I'm guessing probably you can maybe get some cheap knockoff generic that would sweep up the tobacco on the floor and roll it up type cigarette for probably about six seven bucks a pack. <clears throat> okay. Well, here there, you know, I, I know I can find uh, uh, two packs for seven bucks if I want to smoke crap uh, here in Georgia. And I know in North Carolina it was actually cheaper uh, and still is. Last I checked with somebody else who was living there. But, uh, you know, like a standard pack of Marlboros, which, you know, you're paying $15, $16, $17 for up north uh, in, like, say, Jersey on the East Coast or New York. <laughs> Okay, uh, we still are able to get those for you know about six or seven dollars a pack down here, so you know just saying it's one of those regional concerns. So look, I'm going to try and add another Skype caller, and then I believe we have Vance hanging on the line on the phones, and maybe more. But uh, I'm going to add another Skype caller, and uh, BP, you'll you'll handle Nature Boy and whatever else comes up next, because I'm sure this wasn't exactly the whole of what you wanted to bring up your air conditioning system, right? Yeah, um, I'm looking up. I'm actually looking up the prices of cigarettes by state, and um, I don't see California, so I'm gonna have to pull up the whole list. But mm-hmm. they're not. California is not in the top ten, believe it or not. Really? And, uh, That's crazy. North Carolina is fourth cheapest. Yeah, they're very cheap in North cool. Carolina. Really? Well, when you consider most of the cigarettes are made here, so. Well, right. I mean, I could almost, I'm in one of those, okay, when I lived in Jersey, we could go to Delaware to go get cheap cigarettes, um, and it was worth taking, you know, half a day or a day to go down to Delaware to go get cigarettes. Uh, I would go down and uh, load up the trunk, about 30, 40 cartons, couple for resale, some for my own use, right? Uh, take care of the wife's cigarette habit, take care of uh, somebody else's. Uh, hey, for a nominal fee, I'll come back and bring you cigarettes at uh, less than half price, right? I'll hook you up. Uh, I used to do that a little bit and uh, make a little money, Get end up with my cigarettes almost for free some months, uh, this kind of stuff. And uh, that way I didn't have to pay the direct prices. I can almost do that between Georgia and North Carolina, almost. It's just financially off a little bit. Funny story about that, before the war in Ukraine, um, I would have been better off giving a couple hundred bucks to a friend in Ukraine to send me Marlboros uh, here in the U.S. by a pretty wide margin, like eh, about a about a forty percent cost is what I would pay for Marlboro cigarettes that happen to be distributed there. Now, people tell me quality might be different, blah, 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 but whatever. It would be close enough, I think, to pay 40% of what I'm paying in Georgia to go and get them from Ukraine. And that's with the mailing cost and everything. Uh, it was still bringing me to about uh, a 40% let's see. range. Yeah. California is about 9 bucks a pack. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. New York, Rhode Island, Connecticut, they're up to like, $12 a pack, $11 a pack. Mm. Well, I know factually that that's not exactly accurate. 
uh, depending on where you are in the state. That may indeed be an average, but they must have some places where they're very cheap because even uh, sending money to a friend in uh, certain states uh, for them to go get a pack of smokes, I mean, I've got to send them 15 bucks if they're up there uh, to get a yeah, pack this of cigarettes. Was, um, this was updated, I think, April of this year, and it says the top States with the highest cigarette prices are number one, New York at eleven ninety six, Rhode Island eleven seventy one. Then it's Connecticut, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Alaska, Hawaii, Maryland, Illinois, and Washington. Washington's at like ten fourteen a pack. Uh, I'm surprised about Washington, but okay, interesting. Yeah. So you go ahead and talk to Nature Boy. I'm going to add us at least one more Skyper, uh, potentially a couple of callers, but Vance is up first on the uh, call-in line after we get to the next Skyper. Uh, anyway, what else did you have on your mind, Nature Boy? And uh, you and BP can uh, bat it around a little bit, and then we'll we'll move around and get back to trips and everybody else as we go. Well, actually, I just want to say, hey, Captain, how you doing, amigo? Haven't talked to you in a while. I'm doing fine, Nature Boy. Doing fine. Sorry to hear about your your AC issues. Hey, uh, BP, just a quick question. Where'd Florida fall in on the the cigarette cost? I'm just curious. Um, let me grab my glasses. They have a chart here. They are. Let's see. I'm thinking they're a little more expensive than Georgia, but go ahead. Let's see. Florida is running about seven sixty three on average, and they're eighteen twenty. The twenty first lowest state. Florida is okay. So you're in the bottom yes. half of the cost uh, uh, index. Where does Georgia fall uh, on on this chart of yours, uh, BP? Are we uh, we should Georgia be lower. We is, should be close to the bottom ten. Close to the bottom ten, if not in the bottom ten. Georgia is actually actually the next to cheapest. Missouri's the cheapest, then is Georgia. Wow. And they're running let's see what they're running a pack. Uh six thirty nine. Okay. Real world that is very close for us, but I assure you, North Carolina, you can get cheaper. Uh, I know for sure you can still well, no, get cheaper. This is, mm-hmm. this is the average price for a major brand, not your generics or your knockoffs. Yeah, still. This is your base, the average price for a pack. So in Georgia, it says it's running about 639 North Carolina is about six fifty eight. That's close. If you, if you go to the right place, that's close. Uh, obviously, you go to certain other places and they charge you more. Uh, I was astounded. Uh, yeah, you night. can buy yeah. you can buy cheap brands like LD at the Circle K's for two packs for seven dollars and eighty cents. Oh no, I don't you mean know, dip, so. different brands. I, I'm doing like a look. Marlboro is what I smoke, and I am comparing Marlboro to Marlboro. And I know for a fact you'll get a $9 pack of Marlboro from certain places. And then if you go to either Circle K or uh, what we call the Lolo, I don't know if you got Lolos up there. Um, but uh, the Lolo or the Circle K is the best prices that I can find. And those will get you in that $6 and change range if you buy two packs at a time. Yeah. But um, yeah. But if you go to um, a whole lot of other places, I mean, even the uh, Dollar Generals, which used to be very competitive, and uh, some of the uh, other stores that, you know, are oddly still selling cigarettes uh, here, and in some states they've factored it out, like some of the drug stores and stuff, um, they, uh, they're higher. They're just much higher. So, you know, you yeah, might get I'm the I'm going to throw this link in the room. Cool. 
um, for the chart if anybody wants to go check it out for themselves. But again, it gives you um, a general. But yeah, idea. it's a. Yeah. It's it's pretty close here. I mean, you can get a pack of Marlboros for about six thirty nine if you buy two. Mm-hmm. It just depends, you know. It's it's a competition between Marlboro and Winston, um, and they usually try to undercut each other by about a nickel. Yeah, in North it Carolina, makes the difference, you know. Um, well, and then lucky you have, strikes have been right. have come back, and they've come back on sale now for two years. They're one of the cheaper brands. Well, I'm Probably like harsh, but. Yeah, well, true, but but they also have the filtered kind, and uh, you know, here's the other thing: is that in inner cities, let's just be uh, blunt, in inner cities, the competition isn't Winston, even in North Carolina, despite the fact that that's their home state. the The competition is Marlboro versus Newport mostly, because Newports are are more consumed Newport, in your inner cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Newport is usually the the highest priced cigarette, no matter where you go, and you can get those here. A lot of places they're up to nine bucks a pack. See, now, when I lived there a few years back, we got very good discounts in an area like Kinston because it was high volume of Newport sales. And uh, for a while there, I switched away from the Marlboros and was smoking the Newport Reds because they were cheaper. Uh, back when I was there, I was still able to get, you know, Newport Reds for under 4 bucks a pack, no problem. Um you know, and uh, in, in Jersey, they were they were quickly approaching nine back then. Uh, and that was, let me think now, 24, oh, it was about seven, good seven, eight years ago now. Uh, last time I bought cigarettes out of North Carolina. But they were still cheaper than Georgia. When I got to Georgia, it was like, oh, okay, another dollar on each pack. That's for sure. Uh, but the other costs here were lower. Anyways, I have added a Skype caller, and I do believe we have Mr. Chris Graves with us. And uh, he did an interesting show on, well, uh, today and also on Wednesday. But a couple of interesting shows this week uh, on the Get Mad you know, feed, just so people know, and you can get that at Ocelli.com, of course. Uh, plus, he's got a whole lot of other podcasts, and maybe he'll tell us about some of that or whatever else is on his mind. So, Chris, how you doing, man? Hi. How are you? Oh, boy. That's Chris's well, happy voice, everybody. Okay. On Monday, yeah. No, on Monday, I, did, I was able to uh, do a tribute to the late Norm MacDonald, so... Uh, I liked doing that. I think it was Monday. Uh, time keeps going by. <clears throat> but also tomorrow, I have Conspiring with Mr. Cooper at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble and Odyssey and my Twitter page. And that is going to have Mr. Uh, Chuck Ocelli as a guest star and Mr. Nature Boy. Ah, okay. Yeah. I didn't know we were both going. Cool. No, I, no, 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 you did. <laughs> I told you. I, okay, if you told me, I forgot because I've gotten things so mixed up lately. I'm, I'm fully aware that I might have just gotten confused. Go ahead. <laughs> so fun. Other, so yeah. that should be really. Uh, that should be a cool episode. And uh, I just put it, something in the chat. I don't know. I haven't really heard anyone else talk about it because. Quite frankly, in our little conspiracy circles, people are like, oh, this is Project Bluebeam and everything, which it very well might be. But does anyone else know about or heard about the UFO hearings with they're actually literally coming out and saying that they had with the crashes, the UFO crashes, they actually had bodies and things that they're calling biometrics and everything? Mm. Well, I did see some stuff about this and that uh, I saw some stuff in advance of the testimonies. I have not gone through the testimonies now. Because the guy actually comes out 
the guy from the government comes out and actually says to the congresswoman, I believe, uh, I forget her name. Uh, it might be in the article there that I posted. But she goes, uh, you know, can you tell us anything about it? And he goes, oh, you know, he goes on and on <clears throat> about what he can and cannot talk about. And then she basically says, well, um, are any of the retrieved bodies human or non-human? He flat out says non-human. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this isn't a big yeah, story. Yeah, he said, uh, <laughs> he says, we found non-human DNA with the wreckage. And I'm thinking, well, if they're non-human, would you necessarily have DNA? Well, yeah, of course. Uh, of course you have DNA. Uh, if it's a biological, you could call it DNA because dogs have DNA, don't they? Right? They're not human. Uh, which yeah, is another, but we don't yeah. know what. I mean, would alien would an alien life form necessarily have DNA or have something else? Well, if they are a carbon based life form, I mean, you have a uh, a chemical structure that one could identify as well, DNA. That just means they're right? organic. I yeah. mean, if they're carbon based, it just means they're organic as opposed to inorganic. But you know, what kind of we have we have non human DNA. Well. Are they sure it's DNA is my question. Are they, are they, do they know what they have? Let's put it that way. Well, here's just the way he said it though. He's like, are the pilots human or non-human? And he says non-human. So when she says pilots, that's what stuck out to me. The pilot of the, the crash craft. You know what I mean? That's what stuck out to me. I understand. Well, could it, hit, yeah. could, I, it, could yeah. it have been a, a monkey? Well, I understand that that sticks out. DNA. I understand that that sticks out, but I always hold a little bit of caution back because as anybody listening to the questions are being asked, I mean, you and I both know, or all of us on here know, that sometimes you ask questions of somebody and they interpret it their own way and go flying ahead with something right. else quite often, and that, that can happen during a relaxed interview among friends, okay? Uh, let's go to the bullet points here, though, in the uh, uh, Guardian article that, that you dropped here, and it is from theguardian.com. Indeed, you would think uh, this would be worldwide headlines, but apparently uh, this is from two days ago. Uh, right? That's, Let's see. That's the weirdest part of the whole thing. Yeah. Is that the, no one's talking about it. The oddity. Stuff. Yeah, the oddity here is not, you know, not that I'm not talking about it or the alt media isn't talking about it, but you would think this would be CNN. We have confirmation in a government hearing of the following. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to read the bullet points from the top of the uh, Guardian article here, which, uh, let's see, two days ago, 1350 Eastern Daylight Time. Okay, closing summary. Uh, thank, thank you for following the Guardian. Okay, here's a recap of today's developments, and these are bullet points once again. The U.S. government conducted a multi-decade program which collected and attempted to reverse engineer crashed UFOs, former intelligence official David Grush has told the hearing. Grush, who led analysis of unexplained anomalous phenomenon UAP within a U.S. Department of Defense agency until 2023, claimed he had been denied access to secret government UFO programs, said he has faced, quote, very brutal, end quote, retaliation as a result of his allegations. He claimed he had known of, quote, people who have never been harmed or injured, end quote, in the course of government efforts to conceal UFO information. Okay, he claimed he had knowledge of people who have been, who have been yeah, did you harmed. Read that right? Because he said that he who have been harmed, harmed 
Okay, people who, yeah, let me go back over it. People who have been harmed or injured. Let me go back over it, Chris, we're not both talking. Uh, Gruch told lawmakers that non-human biologics had been recovered by the government, but he had never seen an alien body. Grush has also not seen the alleged alien craft himself. He says his claims are based on, ex- quote, extensive interviews with high-level intelligence officials, end quote. Okay. And skeptics have noted that accusations that the government is hiding information on UFOs are nothing new. Um, Okay, so he says people have been harmed. He hasn't seen the stuff himself, but he's talked to other people in good positions. Okay, the Pentagon has denied Grush's claims of a cover-up. In a statement, a Defense Department spokesperson said investigators have not discovered quote, any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. Another bullet point, Grush's allegations that the federal government was hiding this evidence of extraterrestrials from Congress sparked a firestorm in June, prompting the Republican-led Oversight Committee to launch an immediate investigation. Other witnesses, another bullet point, other witnesses at the hearing were David uh, Fravor, F-R-A-V-O-R, a former Navy commander who recalled seeing a strange object in the sky while on a training mission in 2004. Another bullet point, Ryan Graves, a retired Navy pilot who has since founded Americans for Safe Aerospace, a UAP nonprofit, claimed that he saw UAP off the Atlantic coast, quote, every day for at least a couple years, end quote. The sightings were, quote, not rare or isolated, end quote, and were being witnessed by military air crews and commercial pilots, quote, whose lives depend on accurate identification, end quote, Graves said. Ryan Graves, any uh, relation there? Graves? It's classified. Bueller? Bueller. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so the incorrect reading that I had earlier, by the by, is uh, I'm going to go back over that bullet point. But those are all the bullet points at the top of the Guardian article, which Chris Graves has placed in the live chat room at Ocelli.com for your edification. And we'll include with the show notes. But let me go back over that bullet point, which I may have incorrectly read. I tripped over it because I was trying to get ahead of myself. Sorry. Grush, who led analysis of unexplained anomalous phenomena, UAP in parentheses, within a U.S. Department of Defense agency until 2023, claimed he had been denied access to secret government UFO programs, said he has faced, quote, very brutal, end quote, retaliation as a result of his allegations. He claimed he had knowledge of, quote, people who have been harmed or injured, end quote, in the course of government efforts to conceal UFO information. Okay, now that I took my time on all that, what we have here is bullet points containing a confirmation of just about every single allegation that uh, one would want uh, in the UFO, ufology, UAP community, if you are somebody who is advocating for the idea that the U.S. government has participated in and has covered up in the participation in programs which uh, have captured 
aliens, alien uh, bodies, alien wreckage, you know, the whole thing that went down with the whole alien autopsy thing uh, a couple decades ago. Confirmation of that sort of thing. Now, some of this stuff, but sorry, what? Roswell. Well, yeah, because that leads back to the uh, the initial incident at Roswell, which is the most famous of, uh, gets us into discussions about Area 51, et cetera, et cetera. Is it Project Bluebeam? Is it disinformation? Is it something to capture the imagination so that you won't pay attention to this and you'll watch the magician's left hand while the right hand is actually performing the sleight of hand? Well, Chuck, um, can I, can yeah. I just say this? Go ahead. I think that the fact that this is going on in the way that it's going on is pure disinformation. That's just how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not someone that I'm actually, uh, uh, I want to say, a believer in extraterrestrial life. But I'm also a believer that what most people see in the sky is probably classified technology as well. So it's a, it's a mix of both, in my opinion. Fair enough. And just to note for the listener, of course, there is a notation at the beginning of the uh, the Guardian post that says, you know, this blog has been closed now, is no longer available for comment. Apparently, they were getting overrun with comments. And they refer you to an updated article. Uh, let's see if there's any. I'm going to go take a look at that and whatever. But, BP, I turn this over to you, and uh, you can discuss with Chris or pass it around the table, or uh, we can go back around. It's on you, man. I'm going to go and dig on this article and a few other things for a minute because, frankly, um, nobody is talking about this. Chris is correct. Uh, I don't see anybody. I mean, maybe there's some YouTube channels flying, but I'm not seeing them. So uh, go ahead, BP. Um, I've seen a, I've seen a couple articles where they've discussed what was you know the comments about the the non-human DNA and that you know they it's like no this isn't breaking this is kind of what we expected but you know people have known about wreckage and supposedly bodies or the rumors they're behind for years and years and years so I'm curious to see what kind of documents they're actually going to release on this but like Captain said earlier you know. I wouldn't trust anything coming from the government right now to be truthful about anything that they do or do not have. So, you know, until they wheel it out and some experts can check it out, eh, I don't, I don't put a lot of faith in the story. You know, I just don't know what to do. What do you think, Nature Boy? I don't. Hello, Nature Boy. Yeah, Nature Boy. Yep, we hear you. Yeah. Right. All right. Cool. Um, I'm I'm with you, BP. I don't trust anything that the government's putting out, especially in regards to this story. Anytime I hear things like this come out, my first question is why? What is the motive behind what we are being told? Well, I'll tell you, it's not a coordinated—it's not, not a coordinated well, effort from the that, government, it, though. Do they do they have any information yeah. on the the technology that's used for these for this craft and its ability to defy gravity 
in the way that it's been described by a lot of people who have seen these things. See, you that's know, the, or that's the thing, is BP, it our own technology that they're seeing? See, real fast, BP, that's the thing about this, is this is not a coordinated release from the government like those videos were a couple of years back, right? When they got pressure because yeah. stuff came out on social media and they said, okay, here's our document dump. This indeed is, is one whistleblower, uh, for the most part, looks like to me. And here we go with the term whistleblower and how legitimate they are and what their information is. And indeed, uh, sometimes it is not a matter of a well-organized government program of disinformation, but sometimes it's just uh, one jerk who is uh, out there to do something for a reason. Uh, A couple of these guys have come forth and tried to enter stuff into different court cases, testimony in Congress before, uh, so on and so forth, because they wanted to sell books or a movie or something. That has happened. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't don't know what to make of the guy. And plus, I like how it's all general, like he was head of a a government uh, agency. They don't name that agency. They say it was military. Okay. Uh, what was his job? You know, is he a, a file clerk that happened to see this stuff? Uh, was he, a, you know, a great coordinator? Is it he reminds somebody... me of the, what Tucker Carlson said about JFK and uh, his sources on that story, the source from the CIA, remember? Yeah, so, just, yeah. you just dropped the grandiose statement out there, and then, oh, well, where'd it come from? Oh, a source, an unnamed source. No. Uh, no, 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 no. Can't do it that way. And whistleblower or not, is he a legitimate whistleblower? We've seen plenty of people. I mean, the weirdness going back and forth about certain people that are making uh, declarations. Uh, I like the Hunter Biden story this week, too, by the way. Uh, maybe the plea deal is not so solid all of a sudden. Um you know, and that, again, you got whistleblower this way, whistleblower that way. One is saying the IRS dragged their feet. The other one is saying something else. There's another whistleblower that wants to tell you Hunter's actually involved in more stuff. Uh, does this tie directly to Biden? Hey, McCarthy said there might be an impeachment in the near future, like anybody didn't see that coming. Um, well, you know. did, did you see with, uh, with the Hunter <laughs> Biden thing, he admitted in this uh, plea deal hearing to accepting money from certain Chinese companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to allocate some of it. Uh, but but I thought that had nothing to do with what he was pleading to. I guess I'm wrong. See, that's the thing, and it's weird. Well, the judge it pulled does. it back, too. Yeah. The, um, the plea deal, the reason the plea deal fell apart was the judge basically smelled a rat. What mm-hmm. they did is they charged him with two misdemeanors for tax uh, willfully failing to pay tax. All right, those two charges, they were, you know, he was probably going to get proba- probation, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then they had him on the gun charge. The problem is the, the, the rule that the, that this was filed under, you charge somebody under certain rules. The two uh, misdemeanor tax charges were filed under rules such and such, which basically said, you know, we're, he's accepting the plea, he's pleading guilty uh, in exchange for, you know, possible probation, blah, 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 blah. But on the gun charge, because it was a felony, this diversion program that he was going to go into, mm-hmm. it was written into that that he would be granted immunity from anything resulting from these connected crimes. They're still looking after Hunter to see if he violated the uh, FIFA Act, the Foreign 
um, oh crap, um, Foreign Agent Registry Act, which means if you're representing a foreign country mm-hmm. in the United States for business purposes, you have to register with the uh, Secretary of State's office. He didn't do that. Right. So they're still checking him out on that. And the judge said, okay, wait a minute. You're in this description here. It says he's being granted immunity for things connected to this. Or is he still under investigation? And the prosecutor said yes. And that's when the judge said, wait a minute. What you're doing, you can't do. You cannot offer him blanket immunity connected with this diversion program because that's not how that's not legal to do it that way mm-hmm. what they were trying to do was slide in a blanket immunity deal under the diversion program not under connecting it to the crimes of the tax evasion yeah but and uh, that's when the judge said you guys yep. need to redo this i'm not accepting this it's not legal Get okay. back together and come up with something. You got thirty days. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know, if you're expecting things to be, you know, actually uh, uh, run as they should above board and all that, but the truth is that uh, this kind of thing happens all the time, where somebody gets a privileged plea deal, even though they shouldn't, because an ongoing investigation, blah blah blah. And sometimes you come up with other bodies attached. It's happened before, where it's like, well, we want to get this person to flip and give us information in murder cases. I've seen this where it's like oh we shouldn't have given that plea deal because now we're screwed on these other uh these other crimes happens all the time anyways let's uh see if we can get vance in on the conversation because he's been waiting quite a while we're over an hour so i am going to get to a break real quick but before we do vanarchy himself on the line how you doing man good good how are y'all hello to everybody nice to talk to you trips and nature boy and chris Doing all right. Sorry, you're the long haul caller tonight. I think you were on hold like 45 minutes here. I'm very sorry, but uh, everybody else, uh, it just took time to get through stuff, and you know. So here we are. We, do you want to throw something on the table before we go to break, or you want to hold back and make comments on what's been brought up so far, or get in on the uh, naked news blitz, which I think is about to happen? <laughs> which one? What would you like well, to do? You know the. I could care less. Pretty much, you know, I'm, I'm I've known for a long time the government's corrupt, blah blah, and they're, they're going to do, you know, their trickery. And the the CIA doesn't just start following, you know, Joe Biden's orders <laughs> when he gets elected, and you know, so they're going to cover up whatever they can cover up, and uh, and I guess that bleeds over into the alien thing because with the the way that this whole system is set up to be compartmentalized where you have these little groups that are in charge of that and they have the authority to, you know, classify this and, and declassify that. And, and just like this recent guy that came out about the, you know, that he, you know, was saw some papers that said that these guys, you know, knew this. And so that gives a credibility whether, you know, because it's real easy just to leak something to someone so that they'll go expose that information just to, you know, uh, you know, portray that ruse and, and make that to be a reality. And in my mind, 
you know, without Star Trek and, you know, Buck Rogers and all that, you know, <laughs> there wouldn't be this fascination with the whole space thing to begin with. So the, the way they keep putting all this stuff out and just like the JFK releases and then there's nothing really there that, you know, proves anything and, and, and it just keeps this anticipation and, you know, they can justify all their stuff to, you know, spend billions of dollars to, to colonize Mars, which is like the stupidest idea I ever heard of in my life. But, uh, you know, the, the, the just had the thing in Las Vegas right. where supposedly the 10-foot aliens were in the guy's backyard and there's video and at some point they, they, they're they supposed to be there by the house and taking videos. There's something there and uh, people on the internet saying they see something. I can't see anything, you know, on my phone. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, why didn't you turn the light on? You know, <laughs> it's like real simple. Just turn the light on on your video camera and right. you can uh, see what's standing over there at the back of the yard. But wouldn't that be interesting? And, well, that, that's that's uh-huh. the fun. That's the fun part about this all, Vance, because bottom line, and I got to say something about the JFK thing real quick. There is actually and this week there were more documents dumped this week. And uh, I'm waiting for my friends in the community to catch up because there is something of interest in there that I saw, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what happens here. It's been now about four or five days since the document dropped, and I'm waiting to see somebody bring it up. But why bother with that? Because we've got a lot of other nonsense. And besides, McConnell freezing up on camera is much more interesting, isn't it? And besides, isn't uh, DeSantis's popularity more interesting? Anyway, we're going to find out what's more interesting as we go to break here on the Ocelli Effect. Stick around. We'll get to your calls. 319-527-5016. Anybody who wants to join in, going to get you in faster than I did for Vance. And if you want to join me via Skype, Charles.Ocelli on Skype. I will bring you in. Uh, don't send me uh, extraneous messages right now. Just let me know if you want to join the show, and I will call you if you reach out to me on Skype. Otherwise, if you're hearing us live, 319-527-5016. We'll be back after this. The views expressed by callers, co-hosts, or anyone else who happens to get on the air at Ocelli.com do not necessarily reflect the views of Ocelli.com or Chuck Ocelli, and we are not responsible for any stupidity which might ensue. Thank you. Going to Chuck O'Jelly. When you hear Chuck O'Jelly, you know it's Chuck O'Jelly. You are about to embark upon the great crusade. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers in arms on other fronts, your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely, man-to-man. The tide has turned. The free men of the world are marching together to victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. WallStreetWindow.com Gold, silver, the stock market. WallStreetWindow.com Perhaps you're invested deeply. Perhaps you're not in deep enough. Maybe you're thinking about getting started. 
WallStreetWindow.com. Michael Swanson, the brilliant author of The War State, understood these trends professionally for many years, and now he gives you the benefit of his knowledge. WallStreetWindow.com. Go there now. Go there now. Go there now. Go ahead, caller. Hey, I'm interested in the truth about the JFK assassination. Right. Well, what do you want to know? Judy Baker's wild claim. Oswald girlfriend. He knew Ruby and Barry. Cancer weapons. Really? I imagine I could claim I have four wheels. It doesn't make me a wagon, but okay. Oswald was on the kill team and trying to prevent the murder of John Kennedy. Come on now. Has a real effort on the JFK assassination broken into her claims? Go to Amazon.com. Enter Judith Baker in her own words. You You'll get results for a digital copy of a book where Walt Brown utilizes her own words and the known evidence in the case to get at, well, <laughs> a different perspective, let's say. You can get Judith Barry Baker in her own words from the author himself, signed if you request it, by contacting Dr. Brown at K-I-A-S-J-F-K at AOL.com. It's a fun book and it actually dissects the many, many fantastic claims. Judith Barry Baker in her own words. Thank you for all the great information. Uncle, I'll bet you remember the time when Benjamin Fulford said that the Asian Secret Society was going to dispatch ninjas to take out the Illuminati to change the entire world for the better. That is never going to happen. That it, never did. It never did, did it? Mm-mm. Yeah, because there's a lot of false promises. It's fools. I can't say more. We better not say and be polite, uh, but oh, there are yeah. no false promises at the Ocelli.com no, radio network. That's exactly it. Not. It's truth, the point, right to the point. And this is what I like. Straight to the point. Ocelli. Ocelli.com. Listen now. Listen now. You're listening to the Ocelli.com radio network. Go ahead, caller. Hey, I'm interested in the truth about the JFA assassination. Right. Well, what do you want to know? Judy Baker's wild claim. Oswald girlfriend. He knew Ruby and Barry. Cancer weapons. Really? I imagine I could claim I have four wheels. It doesn't make me a wagon, but okay. Oswald was on the kill team and trying to prevent the murder of John Kennedy. Come on now. Has a real effort on the JFA assassination book into her claim? Go to Amazon.com. Enter Judith Baker in her own words. You'll get results for a digital copy of a book where Walt Brown utilizes her own words and the known evidence in the case to get at, well, <laughs> a different perspective, let's say. You can get Judith Barry Baker in her own words from the author himself, signed if you request it, by contacting Dr. Brown at K-I-A-S-J-F-K at AOL.com. It's a fun book, and it actually dissects the many, many fantastic claims. Judith Barry Baker in her own words. Thank you for all the great information. You must guard against... The acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is our fear itself. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. An inside job? How dare you?
Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Talk Radio. Get ready, America, for Deadline Live with your host, Jack Blood. Deadline Live is the daily wrap-up for those too busy in the daily grind to discern and dissect the news. While the so-called mainstream media buries the truth, Jack Blood uncovers it, exposing the lies that our trusted government officials do not want us to know. And now, please welcome Jack Blood. Exposing the truth that your trusted government officials and media controllers do not want you to know about. Welcome to this live original edition of Deadline Live. It is the 24th day of February 2010. I'm Jack Blood, your narrator, your radio gun, reporting for the next two hours. That's right. I am a narrator. Here I try not to take sides on things. I try not to get involved in uh, petty squabbles. I try not to get uh, to a point where I can't focus on what we need to do to fix this republic. Uh, Today, unfortunately, I'm going to have to delve in... State by Michael Swanson explains the great national transformation that took place and put the Kennedy presidency in the context of the times and reveals never-before-published information about the Cuban Missile Crisis. President Kennedy would not have been assassinated if he had been president 200 years ago. His assassination took place in the context of the Cold War and the rise of the national security state. Before World War II, the United States was a continental republic. In the decade that followed, it became an imperial superpower. Generals such as Curtis LeMay not only wanted to invade Cuba, but knew that there were short-range missiles on the island armed with nuclear warheads that they could not destroy because they were on mobile launchers. Their invasion could have led to a third world war, and they wanted to go to war anyway. The war state by Michael Swanson reveals why and will show you what President Kennedy was up against. For more information, thewarstate.com. Nuclear holocaust. You know what uranium is, right? This thing called nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of... You know what uranium is, right? Bad things. Things are done with uranium, including some bad things. Nuclear holocaust. You know what uranium is, right? I've been briefed. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. You know what uranium is, right? Think of nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of, you know what uranium is, right? Bad things. Things are done with uranium, including some bad things. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear Well, it's about goddamn time at wake they wake up. 
Now, I've been talking about this since 1959, about the corruption, the incredible lies, deception of the entire superstructure of Western civilization, and the incredible treason, lunacy, uh, lies, deception. Uh, it's just amazing how much has been done in the past hundred years to the human family. That was Jordan Maxwell on the Ocelli Effect. For more pods with Jordan and Chuck, search Ocelli.com, along with hundreds of other shows and topics as presented by Chuck Ocelli on Ocelli.com. Thanks for listening. Shelly.com Radio Network. In Denial, Secret Wars with Airstrikes and Tanks by Larry Hancock. Secret Wars became a staple of U.S. covert operations and are still happening today. Larry Hancock's book, In Denial, rips the cover off many of them. Using new files, it exposes things about the Bay of Pigs that no one has ever written about before. It shows why it really failed and why the United States did not learn from it. It also shows why other countries today are doing secret operations with more success. This is the book that puts what some want to deny into the light. In Denial, Secret Wars with Airstrikes and Tanks. Larry Hancock. For more information, go to Larry-Hancock.com. Pick up your copy of In Denial at Amazon.com in digital or physical form. Revelation through conversation. Get ready, get ready for the O'Chelly effect. segment of the Ocelli effect I cut off Kim's intro there (laughs) she did the intro that's an old intro coming into this segment of the Friday night live open mic here we are so if you're hearing us at about uh, 35 minutes after 9 p.m. Eastern uh, on the uh, east coast of what we used to call America if you're hearing us there we're live otherwise uh, we used to say we're Memorex but does anybody even know what Memorex is anymore probably not you're catching us by a podcast if you're not hearing us live but if you are hearing us live you can join in the fun open mic indeed we've got uh let's see let's go down the list i've got uh vance vanarchy himself on the phone line so far we've got captain trips on the skype chris 
And now we're joined by yet another one. Uh, oh, before there, Nature Boy is with us. <laughs> I forgot. And, um, yeah, we're actually joined by Ray, our friend from Down Under as well. And I'm going to turn it over to my co-host, BP, who's with me. But you could join into this conversation if you like, 319-527-5016. Or you could add yourself to the increasing Skype list, which is unusual. We usually don't have this many people on the Skype. By contacting me, Charles.Ocelli, and I will call you into the show. Charles.Ocelli is my Skype ID. And if you ask, I can join you in. But uh, otherwise, 319-527-5016, the standard call-in to the call-in show. We've got a couple of callers on the line waiting. So we're going to get to it all and whatever's on your minds. So far, RFK Jr., the Secret Service. Um, let's see, what else did we get to? We were threatening to get to Naked News. We covered Aliens, maybe. Uh, the Disclosure, possibly. The Guardian, right? The Price of Cigarettes. Uh, who knows what the hell we'll cover here. On Oh, and Aging. Maybe I'm aging along with them. Aging politicians and their uh, glitches, meltdowns, looks like mini strokes live on TV to me. Whether it's Feinstein, McConnell, or it's Biden with his weekly, uh, and there is a website, I forgot to go find that, that apparently gives you like a Biden senior moment of the week. Uh, and they give you a video dead clip. And, yeah. What's that? <laughs> and dead chefs. Oh, and dead chefs. I forgot about Obama. That's right. Obama and his dead chef. <laughs> um, who knows what could happen to RFK Jr.? Oh, that's right. That was connected to that story already. BP, where are we going? What are we doing now? Well, I got a piece of trivia. I learned this the other day, and I found it fascinating. Um, And we'll hit Ray with this first. I don't know if he's seen this program, but years ago we had a program on TV called Hogan's Heroes. And it was about um, prisoners in a World War II Nazi concentration camp or prisoner of war camp. And uh, I come to find out that all of the individuals that were portraying Nazis were actually Jewish. I never knew that. Um, the gentleman that played Schultz, the gentleman that played Colonel Klink, and the gentleman that played uh, uh, General – oh, what was his name? General – Hux, Huxteller, something. Anyway, all of those, they were all Jewish. No one ever knew. So hmm. throw that piece of trivia out there. And, uh, Ray, are you familiar with the program? Yeah, I know Huggins Heroes. I thought that was uh, pretty interesting that, that for years nobody, you know, that was never talked about. I found it kind of uh, amazing that um, they could portray those. Maybe it was... You know, maybe it was divine payback, the way they showed the Germans to be totally incompetent. Hmm. Well, there you go. I mean, the fact that you got Jewish guys portraying the Nazis as absolute goofballs. And, you know, of course, everybody likes to quote the I see nothing, I see nothing guy all the time. Uh, that's one way to go with it. Right, Ray? Yeah. I guess it makes it the ultimate parody then, doesn't it? Hmm. There you Absolutely. Have it. So, Ray, what's um what's happening down under. Oh, the usual crap. We've got this uh, new voice to parliament, indigenous voice to parliament thing, referendum coming up at the end of the year. Indigenous voice and, to parliament. What? What is that? You know, again, because 
here we are in the U.S. And a word like indigenous, I'm sure, just confused about half of the people that went to public schools here. So help us out. What what does this mean <laughs> exactly, Ray? Uh, the aboriginals here in Australia, the indigenous. Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah, they're trying to put this referendum through, but they're not telling any of the public the actual details of it. They're just giving us, like, presumptions and stuff like that. I see. So what it is, is it's some kind of act which is uh, allegedly going to give a greater voice to the indigenous people of Australia? Is that the general gist? That's the general gist, but I think it's a little more sinister than that. It's just going to make another department of government, really. Mm. Well, yeah, always get nervous when they're going to create another department that needs to be justified for some reason. However, I would say objectively, I mean, uh, is is it a bad thing to give the Aboriginal people maybe a voice if they're not already getting one? Or is there a possibility they're not getting one in government representation? I mean, trying to think, uh, you know, in the most mainstream way possible here. Is, is there a question about that in Australia? I'm not sure. Well, we do have Aboriginal politicians in office, so I don't see why we need the voice. Hmm. But, I mean, is there a way that they're not being represented because of regional concerns, like maybe their their districts or whatever don't have a, uh, a representative, per se, or something like that? Is is that a thing? Not really. I mean, hmm. they're probably rural communities out there that don't see people from the west well western people that often because they're out bush well okay so could there be regional concerns or maybe rural communities because we we have this debate in america now and then that perhaps rural um you know sections of our country are not as well represented in these national legislatures um and people talk about it all the time um allegedly the senate is supposed to balance that out because every state gets you know two right and it doesn't matter how many people are there or how large it is or how populous it is uh you know you got a packed state like new york or new jersey uh wall-to-wall people or you got ones you know which have hardly anybody in them i mean the, the states everybody forgets like idaho and montana and such um you know no big headlines ever come out of there because there's not that many people um you know, and, and some people say, well, we got to figure out a way to get better representation for those people that are just not a large mass. Is is that part of the agenda or is this uh, one of those just purely racially based, let's try and correct an alleged problem, which may or may not be real? Is that is that how you're coming down on it? Yeah, I think it's more the latter. Well, understand, I'm asking these questions objectively because I don't know for certain one way or the other what's going on there. Uh, so I'm not, you know, I'm not loading my statements. I'm actually trying to figure out what, what is happening. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, not many of the people here know about it either because they're not really releasing any of the finer details. Hmm. They're just keeping it very vague. I see. But it is a real thing. It's not a rumored, because we've had this issue here in the U.S. where there's been rumored, uh, uh, they're going to put this legislature out and then you can't find it. You know, it's just an allegation. Is that a possibility or is there legitimately some thing out there that could potentially become a law that just hasn't been really uh, shown to the public? 
they want it. They want us to vote on it, and if it gets a yes vote across the country, they're going to release all the details, which automatically throws up my red flag. Well, if you're not going to talk about what are in what's in what we're voting for, why should we even vote for it? It seems a little backwards. I mean, uh, when you have a mandate, right? Like when we've had to, uh, you know, go through the mandates, let's legalize cannabis in a state or whatever. Usually you got to lay out those details and say, well, we're going to legalize it for this purpose up to this certain amount, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, usually there's got to be details attached to it. So people go, well, do I want to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, a yay or a nay, right? Um, I mean, BP. We do have these things here, but usually the details have to come with them. Yeah, um, yeah, most definitely. I, I don't know. You, it's, it's. I can see arguments on both sides, but you know, you look at it. What we did here with our indigenous tribes, we forced them onto reservations, mm-hmm. and now we gave them autonomy. Um, and that's uh, well, that's a big thing that's getting ready to come up in this state. The uh, the Cherokee uh, reservation is getting ready to vote on recreational use for marijuana. Basically, tell the federal government, screw you. It's our reservation. We'll do like we want. No, technically speaking, I'm thinking they kind of have a right to. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but absolutely, I'm thinking that they do because of yeah, the way I mean, that was yeah decided. They're yeah. a sovereign nation. Yeah. yeah, they're a sovereign nation, so they have every right to. Uh, expand that uh, capability for people if they wish. That's the way I'm looking at it. But this is a weird situation where he's saying that they're not really sharing the details but kind of giving a general sort of, you know, mandate we're going to have people vote up or down on something. You don't even know the full details of it. Um, Yeah, I know. I mean, it's well, it's kind of like these bills that we get voted on here where you have to pass it to know what's in it. You know, it's not the bill that kills you. It's when they start writing the rules for the bill after it's passed where they kill you. So, you know, that's the situation down there. You're voting on something, and later on, you know, they could rewrite the rules to do a certain thing that suddenly people are going, wait a minute, we didn't vote for that. Mm. What are you doing? Fair that's enough. pretty much it, BP. Fair enough. So that's the circumstance down there. Anything else you want to add before we uh, begin to move around the table here? Because we do have, uh, looks like Jimmy James still sitting on the line. And uh, I don't know if uh, anybody else wants to handle the uh, Hogan's Hero question. I always, every time somebody brings up Hogan, Hogan's Hero, all I can ever think of is how Bob Crane lost his life. Uh, you know, legendary Hollywood story there. Uh, and the, the, the strangeness that was collected to, connected to that scandal. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> whatever. I don't want to descend into that necessarily. Uh, so um, what's your thoughts, B. Pete? What should we do? Um, we can go ahead and bring Jimmy on uh, as another fact from Hogan's Hero, the guy that played LeBeau, the French guy. Uh, he was actually in a concentration camp. Hmm. That's a weird – I don't know. I always felt weird about Hogan's Heroes to begin with. I, I never got into it too much, but it's just one of those things that I've always been fascinated by the fact that people were fascinated by it. I didn't even think it was all that – Entertaining. I don't know why. Anyway, Jimmy James oh, has joined us. It. You enjoyed it. Jimmy James has joined I us on the line. I enjoyed it. Okay. Jimmy, how you doing tonight, man? Doing pretty good. Hey, just for the record, Vance waited like 20 minutes longer than you did even, so I'm sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, what's on your mind? No, yeah. Well, 
I didn't know that about Hogan's hero. And I was going to say, not most of them guys served in the war, and BP stole my thunder. I was going to say a few of them were actually in the Holocaust, mm-hmm. including, I believe, the dude that played the uh, colonel. Oh, the guy that played the colonel? colonel. No kidding. Yeah, Colonel Clink. Mm. So he was actually uh, a a prisoner in a concentration camp. Colonel Clink? I know know LeBeau was, but uh, let's see, Werner Kempler. Let me look him up real quick. Werner. I believe a few of them were. And the rest of them fought against the Nazis, so... You know, back then no one was saying anything about it. Cause, yeah, it's yeah. just a funny show. A- a- adding some interesting, uh, you know, <laughs> interesting uh, motivation, let's say, for the actors, I would say. You know, that, that, that's what I would say there. Uh, let's see, yeah, Ver- Werner Klemperer, is that how you pronounce that? Klemperer. Klemperer. Yeah, um, and if you think about it, you know, this show was out, what, the 60s, so it was only, you know, 20 years after all this took place. Right. Um, according to his Wik- a lot of people's minds. Yeah, according to his Wikipedia page, uh, after serving in the United States Army during World War II, he began performing on the Broadway stage in 1947. Uh, Klemperer then appeared in several films during his early acting career, such as The Wrong Man, Judgment at Nuremberg, there you go. And Holocaust, the uh, a movie in 19, what is that, 58? 58. And numerous roles on television shows such as Al- Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Perry Mason, Maverick, Gunsmoke, The Untouchables, and Have Gun, Will Travel prior to his Hogan's Heroes role. Uh, I don't see anything about him being in a concentration camp, but I do see that he had served in the military. During the war, yeah, they yeah. came over and here. He, his he, his family he, immigrated he, in '33. Hmm. Okay, I knew a few of them were in the camp, and I knew a few of them fought against Nazis. Fair enough. Well, apparently, Klemperer is one of the guys who served and probably fought the Nazis. Um, but okay, interesting stuff to track down, though. Um, curious. Anyways, anything else on your mind, Jimmy James? I'll just wait to be asked about something, I suppose. Fair enough. So, with that, uh, B. Pete, should we? Uh, well, should we go to Captain Trips about the? Uh, Has he dropped off yet? Hogan's Heroes. Is he stuff? still with us? I'm not sure. No, I'm still here. I'm, I'm about to drop off, but um, I I don't think I knew that. But I just heard that story. I I wanted to say, oh yeah, I knew that, but then it just dawned on me, no. But I had only heard about the uh, actor that played Schultz. I didn't realize that so many of them, uh, that so many of them were actually Jewish. Yeah, apparently there, there, there's a bunch of them that were, and there, there are, as Jimmy James said, a, a few of them that served in the military uh, during World War II. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. Let's see. Right. Well, gentlemen, I am going to cut off. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you all, and I hope to be able to call in again soon. Um, Chuck, I'll, I'm going to reach out to you probably this week with some dates. 
Excellent. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about some stuff, and uh, plus I, I could use a little uh, advice on something, so we'll get to that off air. Okay. Um, All right, sounds good. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm only working. I'm actually only working. Uh, I'm actually only working 40 hours this week coming up. So I should. I guess that my older daughter and uh, son-in-law and niece are going to be here. So I'm, I have some time off, but I should be able to. Uh, I should be able to, to touch base with you. Excellent. Look forward to it. All Cap- right, Captain Trips. Have a good All night. Right, take care. And, uh, and take care, everyone. Absolutely. Hey, look, a little side note on that actor, though. Uh, Klemper, uh didn't know that he appeared on The Simpsons, Law and Order, uh, American Experience, Mr. Sunshine, bunch of stuff. The Love Boat, Steve Martin Comedy is Not Pretty, uh, Return of the Beverly Hillbillies he appeared in, a bunch of stuff. He actually had a lot of uh, TV roles, this guy, before and after Hogan's Heroes. Um Oh, yeah. Yeah, Night Gallery. Uh, I mean, I'm just naming random stuff as I'm going through yeah. here. The Man from Uncle. Yeah, he had he had a, a very busy and a very successful career. Yeah, apparently. What I didn't know, what I didn't know was that his father was the uh, conductor of the, what, the L.A. Philharmonic, I think. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I was looking at that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. I got a trivia for for you, BP, when you're ready. All right, go for it. Did you know that uh, May Brussels' father was the uh, head of the most, uh, the largest synagogue in L.A.? And he was so for 70 years. He lived to be like 100. And he gave the uh, blessings during Nixon's first inauguration. So they were on different sides and of this the was, political aisle, you could say. You said this was May Brussels? Ed, Edgar Mangnan. That's right. Mangnan. Oh, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. That's interesting. Her father was oddly very conservative. <laughs> Big Nixon supporter. Mm-hmm. Also, he owned a, a woman's clothing store. That guy, uh, uh, some kind of high high upscale thing there. I think in uh, uh, like a Wilshire Boulevard, kind of uh, Rodeo Drive, sort of you know, like uh, Los Angeles based high end uh, woman's clothing store. Cool. Yeah, I see, you learn something every day. Sorry, what was that, Jimmy? Her grandparents started that stuff. Like, her dad was a straight-up rabbi for all of it, I mean, a really long time. Yeah, he was the head of a temple. I don't know how long he was the head of a temple, but he was head of a temple for a long time. Uh, I think he died in uh, late 80s or something. No, just like 10 years ago. The guy was like 100 years old. He was the head rabbi for like 70 years. Hmm. Okay. Well... I, I knew about the, the clothing store and, and that stuff a little bit, but, uh, again, I, I never really, you know, got that deep. I remember at one point I had, I'd studied like her family background and stuff because it was, it was interesting, but, uh, yeah, interesting guy. I know he was a rabbi. I don't know, don't know how long he was a rabbi for, but anyway, um, and thinking about it, I think she actually died in the late eighties is what I'm thinking of. 1988. Yeah. That's right, 1988. Late 1988. That might be what I was thinking of it, yeah. 
Anyways, uh, interesting stuff there. <sighs> I'm trying to All remember right. where the hell I was in 1988. Mm. Where the hell was I? In 88, I was uh, 16, right? Yeah, I was 16, so I was in Jersey and... Uh, Doing my musician thing, that's for sure. Still in high school. Oh, I was in Greenville. I was in Greenville between the snow. I was I was actually married at the time, wasn't I? Yeah. Damn. I would have that's pretty bad when you forget all marriage. Well see, you were married, I was just getting out of juvie. So, you know. <laughs> I was in preschool. I'd have ra- hey. I'd have rather been in uh uh juvie. I don't think you would have enjoyed uh I don't think you would have enjoyed. Uh, you weren't there for my first marriage either. <laughs> well, that's true. But then again, I guarantee you, I trade my first wife with yours. Uh, you, you know her. She was. I'll, she was, I'll take that trade. She was quite famous. Uh, you used to see her in films. You know, uh, crushing little Japanese guys screaming Godzilla. Um, anyway, it's oh, wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, moving forward. We uh, we have lost the uh, unknown caller, and uh, if you want to call back in, that's fine. Uh, but where should we go from here? I mean, is it time for Naked News, B. Pete, or should we uh, get some more Hogan's Hero stuff up? What, what do you think? Well, I don't know. I'm looking what? We got about 12 minutes left, roughly. Um, we might want to head towards final thoughts. Um you know, if anybody wants to, you know, here's the topics we that everybody's been over. You know, we have we've got naked news. A quick note, by the way, just real quick note. Um, according to again Wikipedia, because I just decided to do a quick search to find out when Edgar uh, Magnin died. It says 1984. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly accurate, but that's what it says. Uh, Jimmy. 84, so that was almost 40 years ago, 39 years ago? Yeah, so four years are before sure she died. Are you sure that wasn't the grandpa, the guy that started the stores? Uh, it says here, Edgar Magnin was rabbi and spiritual leader of Wilshire Boulevard Temple, previously Congregation Benal Bereth, the oldest uh, Jewish congregation in Los Angeles, California. Magnin served as the uh, at the temple for 69 years and was considered one of the most prominent Jewish leaders in the United States. And, uh, yeah, it says July 1st, 1890 to July 17th, uh, 1984. So he was... Uh, you know, 94 years old, I guess, right? When he died. All right. So I guess a little more time went by than I estimated there. Yeah, no problem. You know, no decades. I just wanted to look it up because I was thinking, why do I think 88? And I remembered that's when May died. Okay. But, um, yeah, indeed. I'll put the uh, Wikipedia page that's in. That's really weird to me because if I'd have had to bet money on it, I thought he outlived her by far. That was what was stuck in my head. So I don't know why. I don't know. I guess it's part of that Mandela effect. Could be. Could be that you got Mandela on this one. Or it could be, I don't know, maybe the mom uh, outlived her or something. I, we'll, we'll check on that. Uh, maybe maybe that was it. Let's see. Mary Ann Magnin. Uh, no, no. Mary Ann Magnin died in 1943. Wow. Okay, she died 40 years before her husband did. Anyways, um, 
Although that might have been the great grandmother. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, should we get to naked news, BP? <laughs> or should we do something Yeah, else? we can uh, pull up Nature Boy and let him pick one of his nature or um, naked news stories, and we'll go with it to close things out. Fair enough. There you go. So pick just one, Nature Boy, among the uh, interesting stories there. We got the one from San Francisco, which I don't think is meth-related, but maybe is. And then uh, you have, uh, what, two or three stories here <laughs> to go with? Which one? I, I have I have quite a few of them. Um, let me just pick three. I wanted to kind of find a, a quick one. Um, there's one that the picture on it, I swear to God, looks like some demonic priest out of Indiana Jones movie. but Is that the dude with good. the tattoos on his face? Yeah. Okay. It was like running, I don't know what the hell's on the guy's face, but what a freak. But here's a quick one. Sure. Uh, uh, the title of it, and this comes from Lewisburg, Wyoming, from Loot Press News. Mm-hmm. The headline is, Suspects High on Meth, Climb Tree Naked, Jumped Fences, and Ran Through Cow Fields. Lewisburg, Wyoming. Two suspects high in meth allegedly climbed a tree naked, tried to enter two homes, jumped fences, and ran through a cow field. According to Greenbrier, Greenbrier excuse me, county deputies, a witness called 9-11 to report that a man and a woman were near a bridge in a white Subaru in Lewisburg. Both appeared to be high on something and acting weird. The caller advised that the two started, or the caller advised that the two started climbing a tree. Both were naked. At one point, the female suspect, Christine Deal, tried to enter the victim's home. The victim told 911 she was armed to protect her and her child from a possible break-in. When deputies arrived, Deal had hopped the fence and was heading through a cow field towards a cabin in the woods. Deputies could see Deal trying to enter the cabin. But did not. Deal then ran and hopped the cattle fence, trying to get away from deputies. One quick second, was, one quick interruption, yes. Major Boy. Just a quick question: Do they have an age on this uh, Christine Deal? Because I knew a Christine Deal. Uh, well, it, it's hard to tell with tweakers because they could be like twenty and look fifty. Right. But um, put it like this: there ain't enough war paint in the world to slap on this skinny tweaker chick to make her even look better than New Jersey trash. I mean, does she look or like... New York trash. Does she look yeah. like she could be a beat-up 50? My understanding is she's quite a hefty woman. Is that correct, Nature Boy? No, she's skinny as a rail. Skinny rail. Okay. Well, That's, she's a tweaker all the way. I mean, you look at her, she's a tweaker. <laughs> Okay. And from the, the looks of her, she's not smiling, but from the looks of her crooked mouth, I'd say she's probably missing a few teeth. Uh, okay. No, but if she's like right in that fifty-year-old pocket, uh, in, and she like at one point lived in Jersey, I got to tell you, I might know her. Go ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that was pretty much the gist of the story. Oh, um, okay. So, another tweaker, and unfortunately, I closed the story without the last couple of paragraphs, but that was pretty much the heart of it. Just, you know, just another person on drugs getting naked and acting a fool. It's, for me, it's kind of entertaining. I don't know, not that big of a crime, though. I mean, outside of, I guess, uh, trying to enter some homes, okay, uh, attempted uh, B&E? 
maybe. Um, but, I mean, other than that, a naked running through a field, not that big a deal. I don't know. See, that's why I thought that San Francisco story was crazy. <laughs> because <laughs> did you see that one? No, I didn't. All right. I, I thought I put it in the chat here. Let me let me grab it. Because... Oh, yeah, the naked woman down in Oakland. I, I saw that. She yeah. stopped on the freeway, got out of her car, butt naked. And just started popping off random rounds of cars. And they, they, yeah, I saw, I saw the headlines on that one. Several people sent me that story this week. So it went viral, totally. It was all over Twitter. I was like, wow, okay. And and uh, and and then uh, earlier today, Chris Graves even was like, hey, did you see this one? Uh, yeah, pretty wild. Uh, she's like popping off rounds, like naked on the freeway, right? I mean, or am I misreading it? No, she was standing on the freeway, butt naked, (laughs) in all of her glory, walking down the number one emergency lane, popping off shots at random people. Yeah, Uh, I would say she was either very high, mentally ill, or maybe a combination of both. Yeah, a little column A, a little column B. See, here's the thing. Tweakers running through uh, the briar patch, not so scary to me. But a lunatic chick who gets naked firing off rounds on the freeway in San Francisco, I dare say the people robbing the Walgreens are not your biggest problem out there if that's going down. Okay, I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, I got I got one more. I know we're wrapping up, but I'm just going to okay. read the headline in a couple. This is about a new drug. Okay. Uh, Here, here's yeah. the headline. This comes from our favorite state. Another one. What? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, this is Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Mm-hmm. Scary new drug. Flocka behind bizarre crimes involving nudity and hallucinations. Spring break, baby. Go ahead. Sorry. Baby doll, right? Watch this. Listen to this. I'll just read the two headlines. It's about the drug, but this just says it all. Um, the first paragraph Fort Lord, Lauderdale, Florida. One man ran naked through a Florida neighborhood, <laughs> tried to have sex with a tree, and told police he was the mythical god Thor. Another ran nude down a busy street in broad daylight, convinced a pack of German shepherds was pursuing him. Two others separately tried to break into Fort Lauderdale Police Department. They said they thought people were chasing them, and one impaled on a fence. Okay, now the the visual, a naked person impaled on a fence. Not a good day. See, second week in a row, you've got naked people trying to break into police stations. I, th- there are ways. Yeah, I was going to say, is this the same one as last week, or is this different? No, no the last week was pure meth. I just expanded my um, search this week and just put in drugs. And this one came up about that new drug fluck. You always got to put in something like that because, you know, if you just put in naked news, naked crime, then you get horrific stories, right? They're not funny. They're not yeah. they're, they're not entertaining. They're really just kind of cringe. But if you put in a drug, especially like a meth or something like that, then the crazy ones come up that you just can't help but laughing at the poor fools who, yeah, their lives are completely ruined, but the truth is, is the dumbasses done did it to themselves. And and I still love that clip of that guy riding on the ATV that I caught the last week because that was just too much. He's just naked on an ATV going the wrong way down a highway, and the cops couldn't catch him for like an hour. 
Uh, it was hilarious. I mean, like, uh, of course, that guy screwed. I mean, I don't know how many felonies he's going to get hit with, but it was so funny because one, one of the charges was, like, tampering with a vehicle. I'm like, who would even think of that considering this scene? And the cops having to chase him down on an ATV. <laughs> and, uh, Just wait until he, he rides in gin pop and the rest of the prisoners find out that he was naked riding an ATV and he's a skinny little white boy. <laughs> I think he's going to have an interesting first afternoon, if you know what I mean. Well, you know, look, you've got to have a popular social life one way or another, even if behind bars. So I guess that's one way to achieve it. So with that. What, he's probably going to get more sex in the first afternoon than I have had in 10 years. So all right. Well, like that. Uh, talk about cringe. Um. Anyways, BP, how should we wrap this one up? <laughs> I don't know if I want to even get in this conversation. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, should we except, get... except to say, yes. You know, thank you, Nature Boy, for your in-depth uh, reporting. Reporting. <laughs> Trust me, it's my pleasure. <laughs> This is one thing I guarantee you nobody else does uh, on their their news roundups, their call-in shows. They don't go, let's find the naked, crazy thing that somebody did this week that we can report on. Uh, I think it is unique to this show. I, I think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe somebody else does it, but I don't think so. <laughs> so. BP. No, BP. I'm not. Uh... You, you started a trend, my, my BP. You started a trend, my brother. It's all your fault. Hey, it's you know you gotta, fault. you gotta, you gotta make an impact in, in your life. So maybe I can go down as the guy that you know implemented the naked news as a regular article. It, look, if I if, if I can come afford, up with the stories, if I can afford some extra T-shirts, maybe I'll get a, a T-shirt for you, BP, that says I'm the guy who created naked news on Ocelli.com. <laughs> There you go. And you can wear it's all that my in fault. Dallas. That, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it's all my fault. Naked news is my fault. There you go. Can I have one that, that I've been featured on it? But it, when were you featured? Jimmy James was well, in I Naked News? Oh, you just want no, the T-shirt. I just want the, dang it. I don't want the uh, charges. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Jimmy, you didn't reveal this to me before. You've actually been read in on one of these articles, huh? All right. Hey, you know, really? look, we all, we all got to see it now. Naked, naked Trump supporter pickets the local LGBTQ parade. <sighs> Body paint that just says Why MAGA and big. <laughs> Big mega body paint. Here's another trivia question. Do any of you, and don't cheat, don't look on the internet, mm -hmm. what's the plus? Do you know what the plus is? The what? The plus? Of what? The plus. LGBTQ, whatever plus. Do you oh. know what the plus is? Uh, I do not. I'll tell you that straight up. So, anybody yeah, else know what? Don't does anyone they else? Don't want anyone to know. Uh, yeah, does anyone know before I, I get the deal? I think I might know. 
go for it. Okay, so does anyone else know what the plus means? Uh, speak up if you do. Not if you don't, but if you do. I think I might know. Okay, Ray says he may know what the plus is in LGBTQIA+. Okay. <laughs> what is it? I think it might be minor attracted person. That's exactly what it is, Ray. In other words, pedophiles. Yikes. Really? Yeah. Really? Apparently so. Ugh. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck, I've heard that too recently. Uh, well, that's a good way to make sure I'm nice and nauseous when we're at the end of the show. Thanks. Appreciate that one, Jimmy. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, I guess we should get everybody's closing thoughts. Where do you want to go first, BP? Uh, well, since Jimmy, you know, left us in such a wonderful taste in our mouths, we'll let Jimmy... Let Jimmy go first. first. <laughs> okay. I'm just informing you know, what they're doing, and they're trying to hide it clearly by putting little symbols to stuff straight up telling you what they're up to. Uh, uh, this week, Hunter Biden's attorneys went full-on crazy and called that judge's office claiming that they were attorneys working for the Congress and told them to remove the amicus brief that Congress filed to the judge concerning the Hunter Biden case. In other words, they lied, and the judge called them out on it and punished, is going to punish them. That's that's what triggered all this. That that plea deal's done with. That's over with. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. His attorney misrepresented themselves, okay, to the judge. They're insane. They're all toast. Okay. Have a good weekend. Absolutely. Well, you know, if that is indeed the case, then guess what? Uh, I guess everybody deserves a sell now because that's exactly the kind of crap that attorneys pull where they should get punished and pulled in, you know, taken to task for it and jailed indeed. Anyways, BP, who's next? Well, let's see. We could go to uh, Van still with us. Yeah, Vance, how about we get your closing thoughts for the week? Uh, I I just pray to God that Trump gets elected so everything will be all right. So with that, I'll I'll, I'll turn it over to to Ray so he can have some time to talk since it was his first time. Good to hear him call in. So I'll talk to you all next Friday. Absolutely. Banerke himself, I hope that you remain Vance-tastic for the entire week. So uh, are we going to go to Ray next, uh, BP, or who should we go to next? Yeah, uh, we can go to Ray next, but I'm pressed for time right now, so I'm going to go ahead and give my closing thoughts and bow out of here. Okay, um, fair enough. I've got to meet somebody here very shortly. Um, but I just want to say thanks for another week. Um, if you can put in a uh, – mention the bling packages, um, go to com and support the effort. And thanks, everybody, for calling in, and we'll catch all of you all next week. So, Ray, take it away. There you go, Ray. Okay, um, if you're ever in Australia, just because it's cute and cuddly and furry, don't pat it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 
Nice. I like that one. That's good. I wish I had uh, heeded some of that advice in other places. Anyway, with that, I will take over from my co-host in choosing who goes next, and uh, we'll do it this way. Um, Chris, what do you got to say in closing this week? Yeah, don't hug anything from Pawtucket, Rhode Island, either. Mm. Also, check out uh, Conspiring with Mr. Cooper tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble and Odyssey. And Mr. Chuck Ocelli and Nature Boy and Harlan will all be there. Have hey, a good weekend. Thanks a lot, Chris. I'm going to try and uh, see if I can figure out how to simulcast that on audio. So maybe you'll hear it on Ocelli.com as well. Uh, yeah. I don't carry the podcast, but I can run it through the live stream. And uh, obviously go check out the podcast afterwards because they post that to everywhere. And I always send Chuck the file so he can put any of those on here whenever he wants. There you go. And sometimes we do mix them in. Uh, we've been trying to mix things up a lot lately, so definitely uh, we'll, we'll add that one into the shuffle, so to speak. So anyway, I think that just leaves us with Nature Boy now, and uh, then myself, and we'll be done for the week. So Nature Boy, what would you like to say in conclusion for this week? Um, definitely everybody check out Conspire Mr. Cooper. I always feel honored when I get invited onto shows like that. So that's going to be a fun time. And, uh, also all the listeners, the wild card Wednesdays, we've got a really good schedule. We've got, we just had William Ramsey on, um, and the video is going to be posted on Sunday on Rockfin. So if you want to see it visually, or if you want to listen to it, I always put a high quality audio file up there as well. And the weekend after that, we are having the Ray, one of your countrymen, Mr. Carl Liebold, so we can get a good report from Oceana, get some other things in the wind. Hmm? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a nice long conversation, um, and all I can say is I feel for you guys down there. You are living in a true police state, to, uh, well, depending on which state you live in. And other than that, everybody support Chuck Ocelli if you can't kick in a little bit of coin. I know the, everything's tight. If you can, please do. Every, every little bit really does count. If not, share the shows. Tell your friends about it. Let everybody know that we've got the amazing Chris Graves on a regular basis. So with the useless, or not useless, but let's just say the the plugs out of the way, I just want to say thanks, everybody, for letting me be part of this. I always have a fun time when I come on your Friday nights. And after a long week, and I mean long work weeks, it's a good way just to kick back and hang out with friends and have a good time. So at that, everybody, good night. I try and keep it light on Friday nights, that's for sure, uh, because we need to. Uh, yeah, we did have William Ramsey on this week. I talked to Mike Swanson this week. We had Pierce Redman. Uh, we had uh, a little bit of a simulcast of Union of the Unwanted on Monday. Um, you know, Chris has, has done uh, some great shows this week, so it's been a lot of fun. But get in on the fun if you can. I would like to send you a thank you gift for supporting the show, so please do. And, oh, by the way, if you haven't received your package yet. Uh, I know I owe one to Ray in Australia because that's going to be a special trip to the post office where I got to explain myself to these people down there because to send anything down to where he is is a process. Uh, so I kept that separate. But everybody else should have received their packages by now. So if you haven't, let me know because I did get a return package uh, and I don't know who I sent it to. 
So I know I got one returned that was damaged somehow. So that is, uh, be honest, let me know that you didn't get your package, please. All right? Uh, like I said, Ray, I know didn't get his, and um, there's one other that told me to wait. So you know you didn't get yours yet. But uh, there's a third one. I don't know I don't know whose it was because the outside packaging is so badly damaged. I'm surprised they got it back to me with the return address because I can't find my return address or the original address on it. But if you get involved, you can get a hat from any one of the shows that we currently broadcast on Ocelli.com. That means you can get a Get Mad with Chris Graves hat, a Age of Transitions uh, with Aaron Franz hat, an Uncle the Podcast hat, all of those things, plus random swag that I am adding into the packages, including what might be a bag itself. Uh, i got tote bags. I've got uh, still got, I think, one wallet left. I've got, you know decks of cards i've got all kinds of stuff pens everybody's getting pens uh and i'm planning on bringing some pens to dallas and things like that random t-shirts as well some of them in the uh, 2xl variety uh mostly large large shirts okay that's what we have and uh more than happy to add to your swag packages if you've already donated and you want to do it again that's fine if you haven't yet please do join in fifty dollars or more you'll get the hat of your choice plus other stuff. And here's the funny part. I guarantee it's actually got a better market value than the 50 bucks you send me because I made sure to make stuff nice and inexpensively uh, outside of the cards, which were very expensive, so there's not that many decks of cards. But, um, but other than that, yeah, get in on it. Uh, please support the network. We need your help, and we want to expand a little. There are going to be uh, at least one show added soon, but uh, could be the possibility of others, and we might get deeper into the video, and there is the possibility we could have a TV channel soon. But uh, I can't do it without you guys continuing to support what it is we do at Ocelli.com. And I'd like to add some more shows. So if we can do that, I can get a little extra help. We get a little extra this, that, a couple services added. Who knows what kind of damage we could do in the media market. Plus, we're building up to the trip in November to Dallas. A lot of you guys are saying you're going to come down there and meet us. Mike Swanson, Larry Hancock, a bunch of people whose names you know will be there, including myself and B. Peter. We're going to take a road trip over to Dallas together. Chris Graves, possibly. Others, possibly. Aislinn Miller. You name it. A bunch of people saying that they're going to show. Let's see if we can all get together and celebrate 10 years of the Ocelli Effect in Dallas. Anyway, no matter who you are, where you are, when you are, remember this. I'm merely Ocelli. All of you are indeed the effect. Good night.